Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. While 2021 was all about growth and recovery, the focus of central banks across the world has shifted towards inflation and monetary policy normalization given the context of US Fed tapering and potential hardening of interest rates in 2022. So, will these worries amid rising Omicron variant of COVID cases derail equities rally going ahead in the year? To discuss that, I am in conversation with Unmesh Kulkarni, Managing Director, Senior Advisor, Julius Baer, India. Hi Unmesh, wish you a very happy new year and welcome to the show. Hi Nasreen. So, uh, Unmesh, we are uh, beginning the year 2022 uh, with a lot of zeal and enthusiasm as far as the stock markets are concerned. Uh, but uh, somewhere in the mind, uh, there are lingering thoughts about the risk because we have just come out from a great year, though there were turbulence. But what do you think about the big risk that uh, could be derailing the markets in 2022? Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, uh, the Indian markets have rallied quite a bit. Uh, I mean, we rallied around... Uh, 120% or so uh, in 2020 from the lows of March 2020 and then last year we rallied around 24 odd percent in calendar year 2021 so there's a, a pretty good possibility that we may see some form of correction sometime during this year although the timing obviously is uncertain as of now while we believe that the correction will be healthy for markets you know typically we believe that investors should buy into this correction as there is a strong economic recovery uh, growth prospects are improving and there's a strong earnings recovery story also however obviously there are certain key risks uh, that are staring at us in the face uh, the most obvious and immediate headwind comes from this whole omicron uh, mutation of the virus uh, and the so called third wave uh, the risk comes obviously if it brings uh, around some lockdowns or partial lockdowns which could uh, either affect on, on the demand side or it could affect the supply uh, it could bring in supply disruption uh, and resulting in additional inflationary pressures then there is the whole uh, matter of the global inflationary trends that we are seeing uh, across the world not just in the us but uh, practically the entire world uh, the supply shocks that were Uh, brought in by the uh, covid uh, lockdowns etc the run up in oil prices commodity prices the us dollar is also something to watch out for you know nasreen last year uh, most people were expecting the us dollar to weaken uh, given the huge amount of money printing which had happened but on the contrary the dollar has uh, the dollar actually rallied around 6% or so during the year so that is something to watch out for especially as the fed tightens its belts around the uh, liquidity as well as uh, uh, interest rates uh, so the fed tapering is going to be one of the most uh, critical events to watch out for in the next 2 or 3 months uh, because they are intending to wind down the tapering by march or so and possibly raise interest rates around 3 uh, times in the year as what they have officially gone on record saying so 
that is something definitely to watch out for as a another significant risk uh, besides at home uh, rbi has also started uh, its own liquidity withdrawal or tapering if, if i can call that uh, and uh, mostly it will start raising interest rates the policy rates uh, towards the middle of uh, 2022 towards the middle of this year so these are some of the factors on the market side particularly the valuations uh, are not uh, in our favor valuations are uh, pretty much on the higher side and that itself could uh, create some sort of a discomfort as far as fresh flows are concerned uh, plus uh, there is ongoing supply in the primary markets as well as we have seen the last 6 months uh, pretty good supply in the primary markets uh, this year also the pipeline is quite healthy including the large ipo of lic which is scheduled to come sometime the first half uh, besides this risk there may be a couple of other uncertainties i would say not uh, risk particularly uh, see nasrin this year is going to be a little bit of election every year and we have the up elections uh, uh, around the corner so markets typically love stability of policy uh, stability of government stability of policy etc so there will be those concerns what if the government uh, the existing government doesn't get the mandate etc will the policy reforms continue at the same pace so there could be some uncertainty around that and uh, of course the union budget you know that could bring its own uncertainty with respect to continuity of direction and uh, policy etc Hmm. A lot of events to watch out for in this year, and of course, the state elections will have its impact, uh, even if it's short term. Uh, but very interestingly, you had pointed out about the inflation, and uh, that's one uh, headwind that we have been tackling even uh, before we entered 22. Uh, we saw the commodity inflation impacting. earnings and few sectors were really reeling under so what do you think do you think that uh, inflation at home in india and uh, a deadly combo with the new covid variant may have its impact on the indian economy uh, because uh, the, the economy was actually recovering in the last two quarters we have seen but do you think do you think that inflation and covid led restrictions may have its impact on the economy on the downside well uh, i would say they are surely potential party spoilers you know uh but we need to watch the picture uh, the picture needs to evolve a bit especially for uh, the covid the omicron situation on the inflation front uh, if i can address that first uh, see the problem with inflation is that we are not starting off seeing an inflationary scenario the inflation has already been there for some time it's already very high uh, both in india and globally thanks to the excess liquidity that has been pumped in over the last one and a half years with all the money printing etc uh at home cpi the cpi is uh, pretty much uh, higher than the rbi's traditional comfort zone even the core inflation has been uh, pretty sticky i would say i mean apart from your uh, oil and related uh, commodity related inflation even we had a bout of agri related inflation as well uh wpi wpi is in double digits uh, and that is also a matter for concern so obviously the inflation needs to come down you know uh, while a little bit of inflation is good for the economy and markets also like it but uh, this persistent high inflation uh, will could affect the demand and growth recovery in the subsequent quarters 
see the current quarters are well supported by the pent up demand recovery as we have come out from the covid but the subsequent quarters there could be obviously uh, some sort of effect impact on the uh, demand and uh, recovery side also uh, we are noticing that uh, for some industry some corporates uh, some sort of margin pressure starting to build in already because of the rise in oil and commodity prices etc so and there is limited ability of some of the corporates to pass on uh, the increase in material cost to consumer this whole transitory or transient logic that central banks have been using has not been actually playing out uh, the supply constraints are unfortunately lasting longer than expected and now we have this omicron uh, issue so so my view is that interest rates need to go up uh, to address this concern at some point of time the excess liquidity needs to come down and that in a way could have some sort of impact on uh, you know the markets as well uh, rbi however will most probably try and stay in the middle lane they will not go to the extreme uh, while they will try and keep the liquidity under control on one hand but they may not raise rates too much so that's a comfort factor for our markets uh, their base case rbi's base case is that the supply constraints will somewhere ease towards the middle of the year and inflation should moderate on the omicron front uh, see the uncertainty comes because prior to omicron the assumption the big assumption was that vaccinations will do all the wonders right uh, that you have right. a highly vaccinated population mm. uh, you will uh, sort of assuage the damage from omicron, uh, from the coronavirus now this thesis is now currently being tested being challenged because even vaccinated people are uh yeah absolutely falling. yeah they they are getting infected however so far at least uh, and i repeat i use the word so far at least the good news is that it is a, a mild variant and the theory that this is a benign virus which will possibly bring an end to the pandemic which is what is also weighing a little bit on the market reaction if you saw in the last couple of 2 3 days that market yes are absolutely just single code mm. information however i would say it is still early days you know we need to watch out if more mutations happen and let's keep our fingers crossed on this but yes uh, it could brings if if it gets prolonged uh, see if this is a short short lived sort of a peak and then a fall if if the omicron peaks out in a month with less sort of government intervention or restraint on our activity then i think we should sail for comfortably Mm, but if it right. gets prolonged then there could be some impact on the consumption demand services and the typical corona prone sectors as well mm, mm. as well as the supply constraints that rbi keeps talking about right see liquidity has been of course pushing indian markets and also markets worldwide the uh, the immense liquidity that was actually driving equities most likely uh, most uh, mostly in uh, last year and 2020 but now because we are talking about uh, policy monetary policy normalization uh, this liquidity may obviously be flowed into somewhere else not equity uh, not equity for sure uh, now now do you think that if fi money is kind of uh, goes all out of indian markets do you think uh, the markets will get support from the domestic uh, institutional investors like mutual funds insurance companies and also the retail investors will stay put because typically retail investors always chase returns and if fi start 
really aggressively selling, then probably markets will also show its, uh, you know, the color of correction. So what do you think? Well, there are two ways to look at it. One is if global markets correct due to the factors I mentioned earlier, inflation or Fed tapering and so on and so forth, then obviously emerging markets and India will also correct. And that may obviously temporarily dampen the current appetite uh, amongst domestic investors for equities, which is currently very overwhelming, you know, that so that may come down a bit because of global market correction and slow down some of the domestic flows as well, uh, which are at an all-time high. The other way to look at it, that if in, that interest rates are very low in India and possibly at a you know, multi-year low, and there is a lack of return opportunity for investors from the fixed income asset class, uh, which I think generally should drive investors towards equities notwithstanding the risks that we talked about earlier. Obviously, that will dampen the sentiment, but because of lack of opportunity, uh, they could still look at equities as uh, a continuation of their uh, appetite. So on the whole, I think the appetite for equities should continue to be uh, decent, I think, amongst domestic investors in the current year. Uh, equity mutual funds have overall done well and will likely continue to attract money. In fact, the SIP books of mutual funds, from what I understand by talking to them, is pretty strong. And it will take a while unless you have a prolonged market correction or something. I mean, typically, the retail money, SIP money doesn't go away that quickly. So unless there's a prolonged correction, I think the domestic flows should continue for a while. Even amongst HNI investors, uh, if I look at their investment pattern, uh, there is a growing appetite for you know, specialist managers through the PMS and AIF schemes. And I think this should continue for a while, assuming that hmm. equity markets don't cave in completely. So right. I think, yes, there are two contravening forces. One, obviously, we have to watch hmm. what global markets doing and hmm. the extent of the correction. But the domestic flows, uh, I think, should be resilient in the near term. Okay. See, one sector that I have been hearing a lot about is the infrastructure uh, as we are closing to budget. And the government is uh, likely to continue uh, its push towards growth and uh, allocate a lot of money for the infrastructure. So what do you, uh, you know, what do you think? Are you betting on the infrastructure uh, sector, uh, you know, as uh, along with the government's push or you think that there are hiccups uh, in the sector? Oh, yes, uh, this is clearly one sector that one should watch out. Uh, in fact, at the very start of last year, start of 2021 itself, we had already talked about green shoots of CapEx recovery being visible. Uh, I mean, early signs of CapEx recovery. And now we are even more convinced of, uh, of an evolving longer trend of recovery uh, of the investment cycle. Uh, see, the last whole decade, you'll recall, it, it was a sort of a lost decade for CapEx, especially in manufacturing. There were no meaningful sort of infra spends from corporates uh, or from the government either. Uh, but over the years, we have seen deleveraging happening to a great extent uh, amongst corporates, some restructuring also. Even the banking system has done a fair bit of cleanup of their assets. Uh, 
as we come out of the covid you know and that's an assumption that we will be coming out over the next 6 or months mm, and of course of demand, yeah and we see normalization of demand taking place and with uh, noticeable trends of improving capacity utilization amongst corporates some of the industries will definitely start looking at increasing capital expenditure industrials capital goods and engineering sort of companies will likely see a pick up in demand as well in fact if you notice the government is also trying to be supportive towards the infrastructure sector they in the last budget they further announced uh, uh, some measures around the national infrastructure pipeline uh, they have been encouraging invits also Uh, so all this will go and add to the sentiment for the infra sector sector hopefully you know, if the current gst collection trend continues for a while and it improves further mm. that may also give some additional room to the government to allocate uh, more towards the infra related industries so we are uh, we are optimistic over the longer term trend of this sector Okay, so if I have to ask you, besides the infra uh, sector, what other sectors you would be watching out for in twenty two? I mean, there are a few sectors definitely to look out for. Although one should be just careful of intermittent sector rotations, which may keep happening. You know, we have seen that uh, fair amount of that happening over the last couple of years as well. But if I were to look at it a little more fundamentally and generically, uh, I would. tend to be positive on the auto sector uh, because that's a clear play on the uh, demand recovery so while yes there are the two wheeler and tractor industry uh, they have been under pressure because of the rural slowdown hopefully this situation will normalize as the recovery continues uh, and there are also supply challenges we have seen in the passenger vehicles due to the semiconductor uh, constraint etc but that also that situation should have bottomed out and should hopefully improve so this is one sector we'll watch out for the bfsi sector obviously is a banking and financial services uh, industry that is also a play on the uh, demand recovery uh, it's a play on the gdp pickup capex recovery and the overall the thought that you know cyclicals will tend to benefit as uh, the economy picks up further from here so bfsi should also participate hmm. apart from that obviously as demand overall broader demand recovers the consumer discretionary uh, sectors will also uh, benefit as we talked about uh, you know industrials uh, we talked about infrastructure so clearly industrials and uh, real estate or construction should also benefit from uh, overall sort of thrust on infrastructure sector and along, along with that possibly cement also we'll see an improvement in sentiment there uh, with the pick up in capex on infra there there are some sect- couple of sectors where we would have a positive bias but valuations could be a bit of a concern right now and so would prefer to buy in dips which would be it and healthcare uh, obviously it sector uh, you know it has got uh, good headwinds right now uh, the sector itself should continue to do well it has been a consistent outperformer over the last couple of years uh, so that risk is there that we might see some sector rotation out of the sector uh, but overall the sector will continue to do well there are valuation concerns obviously right now which is why one would tend to be little bit neutral at the current valuations 
However, it is a defensive sector, and should there be a market correction because of all the risks that we talked about, uh, if there were a market correction, then this would obviously be a defensive or a safe place for investors. On the other hand, healthcare sector was the top performer, uh, pharmaceutical sector. It was a top performer in 2020 when the pandemic broke out, but it was a, possibly the worst performing sector yes. among the prominent sectors in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. We have a bit of a so we have a bit of a positive bias towards this sector, uh, and if valuations become a bit more reasonable or if markets correct, this this uh, this can bounce back. Uh, there has been some uh, sentiment erosion because of you know off and on you keep hearing about U.S. generics pricing pressure, etc. But uh, I think overall the sector should do well in the longer term. Uh, it's just that valuations have gone up. Right, Yes. Uh, so, Unmesh, thank you uh, so much for uh, sharing those insights and uh, also joining in uh, for the podcast. Wish you a very happy new year and uh, stay safe. Thank you, Nasreen, and wish you too a very, very happy new year. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.